Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, and welcome to episode number 84 of Rise Up. Make sure if you're just joining in, rumble this video. What a great song this morning by Hillsong Worship, Jesus, I Need You. Um, happy Good Friday. I don't know if you'd call today or Sunday the holiest day of the year, but we are in the holiest time of the year for believers and unbelievers because Jesus loves everybody. He also offers salvation to everybody. He does not exclude. He does not exclude. And we are almost 100 shows in. In two weeks, we will have 100 shows of Rise Up already. Can you believe that? It seems like we just started it yesterday. Like if it's one show that we seems like we literally just started yesterday, it's Rise Up. I hope you guys are still fasting with me. Um, I went a little later last night uh, than, than dinner because um, we took the whole family to the movies. Uh, so had some popcorn at the movies, so I have to go later tonight. Uh, but it is another 24-hour fast. Um, I'm engaged in it right now. And I hope you guys are continuing that with me because we're training our bodies to be able to go to a 36-hour fast. Now, some people have asked me, um, are you including drinks and Field of Greens and that stuff in your fast? And no, I'm not. My fasts uh, that we've been doing, that I've been doing for the last four weeks now, uh, only consists of food for right now. Uh, because I think like anything, like any other uh, muscle in the body, you, know, you need to train. You need to train yourself uh, to be able to do this. You can't just jump into a 48-hour fast. Most people would probably pass out. Jeremy, looks like you have food in your beard fasting. Not sure what you mean by that. Food in your beard fasting? Not sure what that means. Is that something like you have food in your beard and you kind of just like eat it and it's not considered eating? I don't know what that means. Um, it's amazing how your show, uh, your show, God's podcast, is blessing is a blessing to many. Uh, it really is, and it's a blessing to me every day too. Um, you should show the movie Miracle of Easter. It's only on Pure Flix. Maybe we will. We're not going to do it this weekend. Uh, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Thank you, Mag's America, Mag Americans. I love uh, the scripture that you've been putting in there this morning. I've been watching it as we've started the day. So thank you very much. Grammy Love says, this show is an amazing blessing. Yes, it is. Scripture for the month, Jacks 132, says Mark 9.24. So everybody might want to look up for that. Water only is a good fast. Thank you very much. Pray for my ribs this morning, says Frack Man. Definitely pray for Frack Man's ribs. What time will LFA be live tomorrow? Well, we don't know exactly the time yet. We think it's going to be around noon, but we'll know by the end of the day today. And Kevin will be down there on site with Miles Guo's people and for that event. So Kevin will be there. I'll, I think he'll announce on his show uh, today what time he'll be down there. I tried a three-day fast, but ate after 28 hours. It was very hard after 24, the heartburn. Well, here's the thing. Because we've trained our bodies to do 24-hour fasts for the last four weeks, when we jump into the 36-hour, it shouldn't really be that difficult. Uh, it shouldn't really be that difficult at all because I found it very easy now going 24 hours. Last week, however, I felt a little weak. I was shaking a little bit, but I don't think it was because I was getting enough water. You know what I mean? So I think I was just drinking coffee mostly that day. So make sure you definitely, definitely drink enough water when you're fasting. Drink more. Sherry says, Jeremy, I told daughter's neighbor about you and she is starting to watch you. Well, that's incredible. I hope that she likes what she sees. Um... CQ says, I'm so sick, but I'm still going to fast. Now, that's called sacrifice. That is called sacrifice. So today, ladies and gentlemen, being Friday, it's going to be more of a uh, 
uh, a day uh, geared towards showing videos. We got another um, Living Waters video to show you that I really, really enjoyed. I know you guys like watching those with me on Fridays. Uh, I titled today's show on Good Friday, How Do You Share the Gospels? Or the gospel. Some people just call it the gospel. Some people call it the gospels, uh, the first four books of the, of the New Testament. Um, but how do you share the gospel? How do you do it? Do you do it yet? Outside of your immediate circle that we're in every day. Do you share the gospels with strangers yet? Do you share the gospels with friends and family that are uh, considered themselves to be unbelievers? Uh, and if you do, how do you do it? Because that's very important. How do you evangelize? And I think a lot of people get, uh, get it twisted. I think a lot of people think that their job, when they evangelize, is to convince people that the events of the Bible are true. And that couldn't be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Because if you're trying to spread the gospel and evangelize to somebody who's not ready to hear it or not willing to hear it, or you're trying to cast out demons from somebody who is not willing to allow those demons to go, well, then the Bible says it's a sevenfold is going to come back and haunt that person. So you have to be very, very, very careful on how you spread the Gospels and how you evangelize. And here's the other thing. There's, there's two things that are, that are very, very wrong in evangelizing. Number one, number one is trying to convince somebody that the events of the Bible are true. That's very wrong. Very wrong. Number two, adding or subtracting things from the word of God, from Jesus' teaching, another very dangerous thing you can do. Okay? W. Wilson knows, yes, do not cast demons out of an unwilling person because they will get attacked sevenfold, that number, increased sevenfold. It's very, very, spreading the gospel is very, it's a very difficult thing, but it's a very easy thing, meaning that it's very difficult to resist the flesh and want to convince somebody that the events of the Bible are true or to uh, add something or subtract something just so that you can get in and break their walls down. There are ways to do that without being dangerous, but it's very easy and it's very simple to spread the gospel because all you have to do, all you have to do is say the same words that are in the gospel. Just share the gospel. Nothing more, nothing less. Why? Because you cannot convince somebody that the events of the Bible are true just as much as you can't save somebody once they're willing to believe that they're true. That's all reserved for one person and one person only, and that is God. You sow the seeds, you let the Holy Spirit do the work. Jeremy, can you speak in tongues? No, I cannot. No, I cannot. And I'm not, there's, I have a very strong, I have a very strong opinion about speaking in tongues. I think I'll reserve that for another day. Not saying that people can't and that God hasn't instructed people to do so. Uh, but I think a lot of it is, um, I think a lot of what I've seen with my own two personal eyes is crap. I'm just going to put it that way. I'm just going to put it that way. I think a lot of people who claim that they can talk in tongues or that they're actually being led by the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues. I believe most of it is crap. I'm not saying that it is not real. And I'm not saying that God has not inspired people to speak in tongues. But I will say this. When the Bible first spoke of speaking in tongues, it was speaking in different languages, not languages that nobody understood. Okay? So we got to make very clear that we know what speaking in tongues means. Because the speaking in tongues that I've witnessed, nobody can understand it, not even each other. Oh, I'm speaking in tongues. Oh, cool. So is that person. What are you guys saying to each other? I don't know. Now, I get I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it a very simplistic, very basic point of view here. But there's two kinds of tongues that are mentioned in the Bible. And one is spiritual language. And one is speaking in tongues that only uh, people that speak in those languages understand. So you got it. So the reason why I'm not going to get into it today is because there's so much about it that I don't even understand. 
but I know that some of this, most of the stuff that I've seen with my two eyes or heard with my two ears is utter crap. Utter crap. My own personal opinion. However, I do believe that some people are gifted with the spirit of the Holy, uh, of a spirit language, of the Holy Spirit language. I do believe that people can do it. I do believe that it is inspired by God and it is given to people as an ability to do so. I just think most people who think they can, can't. That's what I'm going to say. And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay? Because this is just as much of a... Uh, of an emotional debate, even though it shouldn't be, uh, as, as, as man-made religions and, and modern-day Catholicism. Um, it's a gift from the Holy Spirit. I don't agree, Jeremy. Maybe if you did, you'd understand. It's not for others to understand. It's between you and God and some tongues or other languages we don't know. Yeah, how did I say that? How did I say any different? I didn't say any different than what you just said. I didn't say speaking in tongues wasn't real. I didn't say speaking in tongues wasn't a spiritual language between you and God. And if it is just between you and God, then how are you supposed to have an interpreter interpreter to tell what it means? So there's a lot of stuff. I can blow holes through that, through the tongue thing all day. And there's a lot of legitimacy to the tongue speaking all day long. Just because I can't do it doesn't mean it's not real. I'm not saying that either. So really, you don't disagree with me. You agree with me. You're just taking things that I'm saying and only picking those parts out. I'm saying in a whole, speaking in tongues is real. Most people who say they can do it cannot. They're absolutely lying. And everybody can't do it. That does not mean that you're not in tune with God. And it does not mean that God hasn't chosen you to do something. Everybody has a part to play and everybody has a different skill and ability. And that's where I'll leave it. Moving on. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And then I want to read a letter for you. Then we're going to read from our books. Then we're going to go to some videos. How about that? Sound good? I can see this whole tongue thing is, is, is going to eat up the chat for like the next half an hour. <laughs> and maybe we'll have to do a whole show. Because I have people that, uh, that are close to me that, that, that do. Um, and I'll bring them on someday. I'll bring them on someday. Uh, just wait till it happens to you. You will understand then. Yeah, I can't wait till it does. I cannot wait till it does. Maybe that, maybe that day is coming soon for me. Maybe it'll never come. It doesn't come to everybody. That's another thing that people need to understand about speaking in tongues. It doesn't come to everybody. Okay, here we go. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you for bringing us all together today. We really, really, really thank you for the discussion that we can have and the debates that we can have and the dialogue that we can have surrounding God. More of that needs to happen in this world, and we're so very grateful that we have an opportunity to do that here digitally because some of the, some, uh, in most churches, it's not even allowed to even question some things like this, and that's, that's something that we really, really appreciate and cherish, Lord, and we thank you for that. We ask you to bless every soul that will hear this message today and that's watching this video now and later on. Lord, help us really focus on what Good Friday is. Focus on what the celebration of today means. Lord, today was the day in our celebration that Jesus, your only son, took the sin of the world upon himself, died a brutal death, just so that we could have a relationship with you once again, Lord. For that, we are so thankful. We pray that during this Jesus revolution that we are experiencing in America and around the world today, that more of us will be able to be given the ability to, yes, speak in tongues, yes, evangelize, and yes, spread the gospel in any way that you, that's in accordance to your will. Let us be instruments of the gospel, Lord, and let us spread it far and wide with courage and accuracy. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Frackman says, going to church tonight. So are we. We got a Friday night service today or tonight. Uh, and then we have, and then I'll be at church at 7 a.m. Um, helping set up for Sunday mornings breakfast. We also have a Sunday morning sunrise service uh, at the golf course, believe it or not. 
uh, me the golf course that Eli and I uh, golf at. Um, and then we go right into our Sunday morning Easter service, and then we have our breakfast, and then we have Sunday morning Easter service after that. So a whole weekend full of worship, a whole a weekend f- full uh, full of congregation and fellowship with the Lord. And uh, I really do believe it or not, folks. I really do enjoy debate, even if it flies in the face of uh, I'm not correct or I'm not going down the right path or whatever it is. I enjoy debate, and I really, really enjoy debating. The word of God, the Bible, procedures, processes, traditions, and all that stuff that in, in and outside of man-made religions. Um, uh, LLB says, that is truth Jeremy is speaking. Speaking in tongues is a beautiful gift from God. Not all will receive it as they might have other gifts too. God will provide you with all your gifts. That's, as, that's ex, about as clear as I can say it. That was a great way of putting my what I meant to say in a very, very uh, quick and easy sentence. Um, I don't believe that it's, uh, uh, everybody will get it. And I don't believe that everybody who says they have it actually has it either as well. So I'll just, I'll leave it there. Let's, uh, I want to read this letter. I want to read this letter for you. It was, I was told to read this on rise up and this is from Kim Lita, Kim Lita Lendwer and Beth Barry Lita and Margie Lita and Michael Lita And Tracy Woodson, thank you for your letter. I heard your plea for children's Bibles on Friday, March 31st, 2023. I believe that was the date. I have been trying to find a way to help spread the word of Jesus through and with you. So bam, there it was, like a sign dropped on my head. I hope it didn't hurt too much. The town I work in, Troy, Ohio, just opened up a Christian bookstore so Off to the store I went. They had a limited amount. I bought out what they had in stock, and I will do so every time I go in there. Or maybe have them put a monthly repeating order in for me. I also did so with the memories of my loved ones that I know are standing next to Jesus. I, my family, have lost my brother Joe, Lita, died March 17, 2021, from lack of proper medical care of COVID. My dad, Joseph Lita, passed away December 11, 2021, from what we believe were complications of the vaccine. And then my stepmom, Susie Q. Lita, I hate using that word as she has been my second mom since I was four or five, stepmom she's talking about, died. Not sure if she had prior family issues with heart problems, but who knows if it was from the vaccine. Passed away February 6, 2022. They were all believers in Jesus and did wonderful things for our family and many families in their communities and were loved by all and they were huge, huge Y-U-G-E supporters of President Trump and true patriots. To say the least, my heart was severely broken. It had been hard to come back from being a follower as I questioned why God took three people from me and my family in less than a year. With the urging of you and the patience of my little sister, Tracy, she's guided me back on the path and she, was bapti- and she baptized me on February 12th, 2023. So not even two months ago. Congratulations. I still have times of depression. If I sit too long and think about it and what we all wanted to do as family, But I do not question it anymore. I do not question why anymore. I tell you this. Yes, you can share names as well with our LFA family in hopes that these Bibles will help the littles. If they have questions of faith and difficulties during their most precious times of growing and do so in their honor. Keep rocking, rise up. Which is an amazing way to start my day. And the LFA family, I listen at work to all the LFAs as you truly are a blessing to all of us. Keep spreading the word of peace. Love from my family to yours. Kim, Lita, Lendwer, and family. Landwer, I'm sorry. 
Ladies and gentlemen, because of COVID and because of what our government's done and because of what the CCP has done and because of what the world's governments have done, we are experiencing a heck of a, uh, a time of loss. Loved ones, family members, husbands, wives, fathers, mothers, children. But we're also experiencing a time of great gain in the fact that Jesus Christ is becoming a household name again in the United States of America and around the world. I guess the great thing to take out of that letter is that those people are with Jesus today, resting in peace. And you and I will be there someday. And after our rest is done and Jesus comes back, and we'll all be together again in paradise. And I know that a non-believer or an unbeliever watches this right now. We'll go, oh, sounds great. And together in paradise, huh? Our ghosts. Yeah, that's exactly right. As hard as that is for you to believe, that's exactly right. I want to move on to one minute prayer for dads. I think this is a book that every father should have. And I think that you should get your fathers or somebody that is a father this book for Father's Day. And even if they are not a Christian, this book will be so helpful. I want to read from page 28, which is titled Chosen Ones, which I believe you all are, including the ones that can speak in tongues. We're all chosen for different things. I cannot emphasize that enough. Colossians 3, 12, and 13. Put on then a chosen, a God's chosen, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. Because God has chosen us to be his children. We dads need to make sure that our kids know that they have been chosen by God to be our children while here on earth. We offer them great security when they understand that they have a permanent place in our family that was designed by God. Each child needs to know that they are a keeper just as we are keepers to God no matter how many times we mess up screw up, run away, all of it. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me to be a part of your family. Knowing I am holy and beloved by you is life-changing to me. Such a realization can only lead to a kind and compassionate heart in me. Fill me today with more of you. Fill me with meekness and patience and forgiveness toward any who have ever let me down. I pray too for my children, Lord. With the help of your Holy Spirit, may I mold each of them into great forgivers, full of compassion for others and great bearers of others' burdens. You need to make your child strong. You need to make your child so strong that they can take the burdens of others who are not as strong in the spirit as you raised them to be. And your child will do great And magnificent things. Better than you ever thought of. Jeremy, do you think that some people just are not meant to see the truth and the light? No, I don't. I don't only because of those words in the Bible that God made us in his image. So if God made us in his image, then we were obviously born to be This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I believe that we were all made to be God's children in God's image. So I don't believe that anybody was made to not be the light or anybody was made to be evil. Because God can do no wrong, so that would mean that God preordained somebody to be evil and gave them no free will to choose not to be evil. So I guess the easiest answer in that is no, I do not believe that. That is Otherwise, we wouldn't have free will. 
That would mean that we God preordained us to be to burn in hell. And I just don't I just can't believe that's the case. It doesn't align with God's message. If that makes any sense to you. Let's go to the Rumble chat here before we go to some videos today. And let's see if you guys think uh, similar to the answer that I just gave uh, now that uh, that's probably catching up to you. Um, LLB, I was just thinking that too. Let's slow this down. I love this show. If I don't watch the show, my day is not complete. I feel the same way about the word of God. While I was lost, I was searching for God. I didn't understand why but i was that's exactly right jeremy bingo god said he's not willing any should perish there you go there you go what can what can was away my sins nothing but the blood of jesus amen amen very well said jeremy thank you jeff hoff People who are deceived don't know they are deceived that's exactly why they the definition of deceived amen Amen. That could be why tr- that could be by true Jesus is all merciful. He could still give people a chance at judgment day. We don't know. Jeremy, can we talk about the differences between anger and righteous indignation? Seems relevant right now. We've touched on that quite a bit, but we can definitely talk about that again in the future. I feel the same way. God gave us free will. Then we can choose to be saved. That's right. That's right. God is nothing but good. It's the arrogance of people that will never allow them to see the truth in God. That is correct. 100%. 100%. You know what I really find fascinating, you guys, is that most of you tell me every day that I guess a lot of you watch Julie Green's ministries in the mornings. Um, and most of you tell me that hers message of the day and my message of the day are completely uh, symbiotic. They align almost perfectly, even down to some of the verses that we say. Now, I'm going to take some time this weekend, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to watch some of Julie Green's shows. I want to see just how aligned she is with what I'm saying, because if that's true, if what you guys are telling me is true, and I don't know, then that tells you that God is using people like me and like her and like all of you to stay on the same page, like literally on the same page, on message. And if that's true, that's just another um, that's just more validation, uh, that what we're saying is, is exactly true. I, and, and some people are saying that we're even talking about the same verses, let alone the same message. And I, and I don't know that to be true, but if that is true, that is mind blowing to me. That is mind blowing to me. You will see it clearly. Jeremy JGM is the start of my every day. Well, I can't wait. I'm going to check it out this weekend. Like I said, I've never seen even more than 10 minutes of any of her uh, broadcasts. Um, yes, Jeremy, it is true. Amazing. Love Julie Green. I learned how to read the Bible and pray. I learned by authority given to me by Jesus. That's great. Her show with Bo Plonky was really good on finances. Uh, where can we watch Julie Green? I, you can watch her right here on Rumble. She's, she's in the top 10 uh, with us every single day. Uh, I watch Julie every day. That's true. If that is true, Jeremy, that is so awesome. Can't wait to find out. Yeah, my, myself included. Myself included. God is working. Uh, who is Julie Green? She's, she does some, she's prophetic. She has a prophetic ministry show here on Rumble. Um, Julie Green uh, has uh, tough, taught us how to read the Bible. Yes, it's true. That's great. I listened to her once and she is spot on, said Kathy. That's great. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible. All right. Let's get into, uh, let's get into, what are we, 33 minutes past the hour. I think it's time to get into some Ray Comfort. Who's ready for some Ray Comfort this morning? I know I am. I know I am. And when you watch this video, we'll watch this video together. Um, I'll do a side-by-side here in a minute. Uh, this video here that Ray, talk about, talk about evangelizing the right way. Truly incredible. So, Let's just bring up Ray Comfort. This is Living Water's new video. Again, Ray Comfort, and he titled this video, She Admitted She Spoke to Demons, Then This Happened. (laughs) Who's ready? 
Rumble this video if you've not rumbled it yet. Just reach down. Make sure that that thumb is green. Um, make sure you also refresh the video to see if it stays green. Because there's a lot of issues with people saying, I like the video and I go back and I come back in and it's not liked. So make sure you refresh. Make sure that it's green. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start out uh, in a, in a uh, one screen with Ray Comfort. And then I'll join you here in just a second. Here we go. He spoke to familiar spirits commonly called demons in scripture, I knew that it was going to be a spiritual battle to get her on camera. I tried my best, but she just refused. Suddenly, her atheist boyfriend realized who I was and said that he was friends with a well-known atheist, Matt Delahunty, whom I had debated a number of times. So I said, if you know who I am, encourage her to come on camera. And to my surprise, he did. And that's how I got this interview. I think there's an afterlife. Yes. So why do you say yes? A lot of people say I don't know. Um, because I have spiritual guides that tell me otherwise. I'm what a is spiritual it? healer. You're a what? I'm a spiritual healer. So what's a spiritual guide? Um, they're spirits that don't have to come back and relive lifetimes. They just help us make it through the ones we're in. Would they be called familiar spirits? Yeah. I mean, some people refer it to like they're familiars. that mean like uh, my my guide's name is moon and he's one of my ancestors and he speaks to you how I'm fascinated tell me how he speaks to you uh, I guess most people would consider like telepathically just in your mind you get thoughts no I hear him I hear his voice physically yeah, yeah. now your earrings what are those oh they're pentagrams and what does that mean uh, they, I just like the style. They don't really mean anything to me specifically. Are they occult? I, people consider it that, yeah. Often in the comments I'll see things like, why didn't you just cast those demons out of her? Well, Jesus said if you do and the person's not repentant, they're going to get seven times worse. She needs to hear the gospel. The gospel's the power of God to salvation. So I don't want to poke her in the eye when I'm trying to feed her in the mouth. Do you believe in God? I believe, I believe that there's a source, a main source of energy that everybody kind of pulls from. Is it the creator that made flowers and birds and trees, the sun, the moon, the stars, seasons, puppies and kittens? Is that what you're talking about? Because this energy is pretty intelligent. I can't make a puppy. <laughs> energy can do anything. Everybody is energy. Yeah, but I'm losing as I get older. Well, yeah, because we're ready to move on to the next lifetime. Is that heaven? I don't believe in heaven. So what is it next lifetime? Um, there's different dimensions and realms that we move into depending on what lessons we need to learn in the next lifetime we come back to. So where am I going to? I'm concerned where I'm going when I die. What's this dimension? I want to find my destination. Well, it depends on uh, really how you lived your life in this lifetime. You have to be a good person. Right. That sounds like heaven to me. Is a standard of righteousness that we must reach to get exactly. to heaven. Exactly. So why wouldn't you believe in heaven? Do you ever read the Bible? I have, actually. I was grew, I grew up uh, in a religious family. Catholic? And, uh, no. No, just Christian. Christian? Yeah. But those aren't my beliefs. So why did you turn away from them? I just want to pause it right there real quick, and I just want to say something. Um, you'll hear a lot of people say, well, yeah, if I believed in it, then I guess yeah. If I believed in it, then I guess yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if you believe, if something is real, it doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. It's not like Jesus is going to come back someday and say, oh, by the way, um, did you believe in me? No, I didn't. Oh, you're good. Go to heaven. Oh, did you believe in me? Yes, I did. Or no, I didn't. Go to hell. Yes, I did. Okay, go to heaven. It doesn't matter if you believe in something or not, right? I can stand on a railroad track and I can see a train coming at me and I can say, I don't believe that train's really coming at me until it explodes me into a million pieces. And you'll hear a lot of people say that, especially even if they're talking hypothetically, even if it's a hypothetical conversation, they still will say, well, yeah, I guess if I believed that, but we're speaking hypothetically here, they still won't even say that. It's, it's, it's incredible. I just wanted to point that out. Let's go back to the video. I didn't so much turn away from it. It's just not what I believe. I just never, it never made sense to me that you have to worship somebody in order to get to a better life. Have you ever heard the gospel? The, the gospel, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, that's Jesus, but have you ever heard the gospel? 
Yeah. I mean, the Bible. That's Is that what you're referring to? No, please no, explain. no. Let me share it with you. <laughs> no, please explain. In the Old Testament, God promised to destroy death. In the New Testament, we're told how he did it. And that's the gospel. The word gospel just means good news. That's what it means. So I'm going to share the gospel with you and get your thoughts. But before I can do that, I've got to go through some of the Ten Commandments to show you need the gospel. Is that okay with you? I mean, you can, yeah. Okay. Do you think you're a good person? I know I'm a good person. How many lies have you told in your life? I'd be lying to say I could truthfully answer that. So right? you've told a few. I think everybody has, yeah. Ever stolen something, even if it's small in your whole life, irrespective of its value? Not that I can recall. No, I don't think I have. Have you ever used God's name in vain? I mean, I don't believe in God, so I wouldn't consider be using it in vain. So you have done it? Huh? Uh, yeah. Now, Jesus said, if you look with lust, you commit adultery in the heart. Have you ever looked with lust? I look with lust often. Don't we all? Here's a summation to see how you're going to do on Judgment Day. You've told me you're a liar, a blasphemer, and an adulterer at heart. So if God judges you by the Ten Commandments, we've looked at four, on Judgment Day, would you be innocent or guilty? I mean, if I believed in God in that way, then I'd probably be guilty, right? Yeah, would you go to heaven or hell? I don't believe in either, so... Doesn't matter. If you're going by the Gospel or the Bible, I'd be going to hell, yeah. Well, that concerns me. I've just met you, but I really care about you. I don't want you to go to you hell. You don't have to worry about me, because there is no hell, and I'm not going to be going there. Never be discouraged when somebody says, I don't believe in hell, or I don't believe in the Bible. They're called unbelievers for a reason. Hell exists whether we believe in it or not. Our unbelief doesn't change realities. But don't get into an argument. Don't get sidetracked. If someone says, I don't believe the Bible, don't let that worry you. Remember, Jesus didn't say, go into all the world and convince them that the Bible's the Word of God. The early Christians didn't have a New Testament. It wasn't compiled. There was no such thing as the printing press. Most of them couldn't read. They were saved by the power of the Gospel. The Great Commission is to go into all the world and preach the Gospel to every creature. Jesus said, repent and believe the Gospel. When someone believes the Gospel, God then opens the eyes of their understanding and the Bible begins to make sense. Do you know what death is according to the Bible? Do you remember the Bible verse that says what it is? No. You may be familiar with it. The wages of sin is death. Ever heard that in your Christian upbringing? I have. It's saying that God is paying you in death for your sins. Like a judge looks at a heinous criminal that's committed multiple murders and says you've earned the death sentence. This is your wages. It's because you've committed multiple murders and you're not concerned. So we're going to show you how concerned we are. Sin is so serious in the eyes of a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. Capital punishment. Your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. So that brings us to the gospel. I appreciate your patience with me. You've been very gracious. Do you know what God did for guilty sinners so we wouldn't have to go to hell? Oh, he sent Jesus, killed his only son, hung him on a cross so that everybody would worship him. And... Your theology's a little off, but it's, it's pretty close. The Bible says God was manifest in the flesh. The creator became a perfect, sinless human being. Jesus was the express image of the invisible God, and he gave his life on the cross to take the punishment for our sins. Most of us know that, but we don't know this. And Mindy, this is going to change everything for you if you can get a grip of it. Yeah, well, just give, give it a try. Give it a try. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus came and paid the fine. That's what happened on that cross. That's why he said, it is finished just before he died. He was saying paid in full. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, a judge will let you go if someone else pays them. You'll say, you're out of here. You're guilty, but you can leave because someone paid you fine. Well, God can release you from the power of death. He can take the death sentence off you, legally let you live forever because the fine was paid on that cross 2,000 years ago. And then Jesus rose from the dead and defeated your greatest enemy. All you have to do to find everlasting life is repent of your sins, let them go, say, God, forgive me, I'm a sinner, and then trust in Jesus like you trust a parachute. So I've got a question for you. If you're going to jump out of a plane 10,000 feet, why would you put on a parachute? So you don't, you don't hit the ground real hard. Yeah, and your motivation is fear. You fear hitting the ground at 120 miles an hour. And that fear is your friend, not your enemy. And Mindy, because I care about you, I'll try to put the fear of God in you today, hoping you'll, hoping, hang on, let me finish, hoping you'll see that fear is your friend, not your enemy. 
because it'll drive you to God's mercy where you'll find everlasting life. And I want to see you in heaven. I don't want to see you in hell. You're going to think well, about... you won't see me in either. But let me explain. It's not that I don't believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus walked this earth and he, he lived as an example for how we are meant to live and the energy we're supposed to move in. And that is love, period. Right? Yeah. That's what we're supposed to be moving in. So it's not that I don't believe that that was a man that came here and... Uh, was to a living example of how we're supposed to move in this world. But I do not believe that we're supposed to bow down and worship anybody. We all have the that energy and that love and the compassion and empathy. We all it's have called the, the Holy Spirit, lady. Oh, let me just quote the words of Jesus, seeing you respect him. This is what Jesus said. Fear not him who has power to kill your body and afterwards do no more, but fear him who has power to kill your body and cast your soul Hold into on. hell. And Let's stop this right here. Let's stop this right here. So I want to just touch on a couple things he said there. The first thing that he said is something that I say a lot here about fear not him who has no power to uh, you know to do anything after they kill your body fear who who uh, him who has the power to cast your soul into you know hell uh, fear him which is really awesome I love saying that because it's very 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 important to being uh, to being courageous in this world uh, that we're in and that we find ourselves fighting in but if you notice I want to take it back here for a second notice what he did. Notice what he did to keep her in the conversation. He said, well, seeing how you respect Jesus, let me just say this, because she's ready to go, and he knows she's ready to go. He's, he's taking the cues. He's taking the hints, but he says, well, seeing how you have respect for Jesus, and that kind of keeps her into it. He's very clever. He's very, very clever when he does this. Uh, I just wanted to point that out. Let's go back to it. Passion and empathy, we all have the power of that. Well, let me just quote the words of Jesus, seeing you respect him. This is what Jesus said, Fear not him who has power to kill your body and afterwards do no more, but fear him who has power to kill your body and cast your soul into hell. And then he said this, What should a prophet a man or a person if they gain the whole world and lose their own soul? Mindy, your life is so precious to you. That's what we're talking about today. Not just your eyesight, not just your hearing. This is your very life. And I don't want you to lose it. And, you know, we talk about worshiping God. Think about it. He gave you everything you've got. The very life in you is a gift of God. The blue sky, the sound of birds, love and laughter, friends and family. All these things are gifts from God, and it's our reasonable service to honor Him and love Him and serve Him. And that includes worshiping Him. And it's my delight to worship the God that gave me life and saved me from death. I just death. don't feel like if, if there was a God that would, um, you know, create so much hate or allow so much hate and pain and suffering, Explain that to me, to children. And That's a like great that. question. Every bit of suffering you see on this earth, including death and disease and cancer and all these terrible things and all the hatred and murder, comes because we live in a fallen creation. The book of Genesis tells us that. So every time you see suffering, you can say, this is exactly what the Bible says is happening because we've rejected God. We use his name as a cuss word. We're under his wrath. And that's why we have suffering and disease. But there's a new kingdom coming where his will will be done on earth. No, we're going to inherit the earth. That's what the Bible says. It's not sitting on a cloud playing a rusty. Uh, what I love about this and... Just like that says, don't forget to rumble the video. Uh, what I love about what's happening is she now she's asking questions. She went from wanting this conversation to be over to asking questions. Now they're condescending questions, but they're also valid questions that she has. She's just saying them in a condescending way. This is the point. And if you've evangelized to anybody, this is the biggest breakthrough you can have with them is them asking you questions. Now, there's going to be a point in which they ask you a question that you don't know the answer to. Maybe, I mean, I know I've been in that situation. And in that situation, what I do is I, re I reserve, uh, revert, revert back to two things. One, relying on the Holy Spirit to help me through it. Relying on the Holy Spirit to help me through it. And the other one is thinking, okay, if I don't know where to go to in the Bible to answer this exact question... Jesus is a perfect representation of the gospel and of the Old Testament and the New Testament put together. If I have a relationship with Jesus, then I know WWJD, what would Jesus do? How would Jesus answer this? And you then know how to answer the question. It's not easy. Ray is really good at it, but Ray's had about 40 years of experience to do this and to craft how he evangelizes to somebody. But for those who are just starting out, you got to rely on the Holy Spirit, and you've got to rely on your relationship with Jesus to know uh, some of the questions. Now, when they get to the question portion like she is, this is huge. This is a breakthrough that he's been waiting for for the last 10 minutes, asking 
questions. I love it. Let's go back and let's uh, replay from where we left off. Rejected God, we use his name as a cuss word, we're under his wrath, and that's why we have suffering and disease. But there's a new kingdom coming, his will will be done on earth. No, we're going to inherit the earth. That's what the Bible says. It's not sitting on a cloud playing a rusty harp. This is a real life, brand new body <laughs> promised by God. And he'll set up his kingdom on this earth and his will will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. No disease, no pain, no suffering, no death, no evil. And I want you to be part of that kingdom. And you've been so gracious to listen to me. You know, I, I grew up in Christianity and I see the judgment. And is your family still Christian? Yes. And that is thrown at people that don't follow exactly the way that they believe. Do your family really hate people? Is that true? They really hate people? Uh, not just... It's not just my family, it's every Christian experience that I've had. Well, you don't have one here that hates you. Mindy, I love you, I care about you, and I want to see in heaven, so please think about what we talked about. Will you do that? I will think about it. Thank I you have so much. thought about it for 44 years, and I've just been led a different way. Yeah. Well, you've listened to me today, and that's all I ask. Can I give you a book that I've written? Oh, sure. It's called Scientific Facts in the Bible. And... Uh, Thank you again for listening to me. It's just been a delight to Thank talk you to you. Talking to me. If you don't know anything about the Coronation Outreach, where we're giving away 15.8 million gospel tracks and 500,000 people. All right. Uh, wow. Almost brings tears to your eyes, doesn't it? The reason why. So many people have turned away from Christ is because the government that does not want you to think or love or have a relationship with Christ because they want to be the one you worship have for 50 years, 50 years been in an ongoing 24-hour smear campaign of Christ. And they've also taken over churches to the point where people evangelize by preaching fire, stone, fire, brimstone, death, and destruction, and pain, and everlasting suffering. Dumbest thing you can do in evangelizing. Absolute dumbest thing you can do. Now, fitting in there the dangers of not having a relationship with Jesus, that's, that's needed. Don't get me wrong. But these churches have evangelized in such a crappy way for so long that people like her have had nothing but those experiences. And that's what I am talking about when I'm saying that we need to get rid of these denominations and these man-made ways of trying to spread the gospel or bring people in or accept them. Or you can't have a say so unless you're a member of our church. But to be a member of our church, you have to do X, Y, and Z, none of which were told by Jesus. That is the crap that I am talking about. Nine, nine out of the 10 things that any of these churches, including the ones you go to, the ones I go to, all of them, nine times out of 10, there are things that are in that church that were not in the Bible. And that is my problem. And it can be down to as little things as like this. Okay, and I'm not going to name any churches or any names, but I will just say this. At one point, I was willing to facilitate taking a bus of people from a church to a Christian concert. My wife and I were going to sacrifice and pay for everybody's ticket that wanted to go. The church said, well, we would have to put it to a vote. We'd have to put it in a meeting. We'd have to make sure that what the, the Christian concert that you're going to is Christian enough or allies, aligns with our church enough for, you know, to, to, to make this a church event. But if you want to reach out to them individually and just do it that way, you can do it that way. And I said, well, wouldn't it be easier to come up to front of the church and say, hey, whoever wants to go, it's on us. Let's go have a good time and have worship music. No, no, we can't do that. That is crap. That is crap to me. That's crap. I don't care about, well, I'm the pastor of the church and I'm the leader of this flock and I need to make sure my sheep are okay. And but no, Jesus makes sure that the flock is okay. Okay. You're there to teach, not there to be a bureaucrat, not there to have policies and procedures. I cannot stand that crap. And it's in every church you go to every single church that you go to. 
There's a rule and a, and a policy and a procedure for every little thing that happens in churches. Why? Because of politics. And because of politics, that kind of crap has seeped in through all of our wor- houses of worship. And any outreach is filled with, if you don't do this, you're going to die. You're going to burn. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. Nobody knows how to evangelize anymore. Nobody. And I am so incredibly disappointed in our churches. T. Mitchell says religion truly sucks. It really does. It really does. And I'm really sick and tired of people not knowing the difference between Christianity and religion. I'm really, I'm really sick and tired of the ignorance of Jesus Christ in this world and in this country. And I blame most of that on the Christian church. Whatever one you want to put your name, put the name in front of. Uh, Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, Pentecostal, Lutheran, this, that, other. It's all so stupid. And just like in our political world, in our faith-based and spiritual world that we live in, nobody will say that. Nobody will say what needs to be said. Well, how dare you offend that Presbyterian church? How dare you offend that Pentecostal church? How dare, how dare they offend me? How, they, how dare they offend God or Jesus? How about that? Who cares about me? How dare they offend the words of Jesus Christ, the Bible itself? How dare they do that? That's what I'm going to say. Oh, but Jeremy, they're a church and they have the right to have their own rules and they have the right to blah. They, they, they all vote on this. It's all crap. Sorry. That's why I have a hard time finding a church of God, uh, of God to physically go to, says Yvonne. That's exactly right. Too many profit for hires. Exactly. El Dooley, all crap. Exactly. Jesus is my teacher. Not some narcissist preacher. Amen. Amen. There are so many books deleted from the Bible to fit church's agenda. Christians and the church do more damage than not sometimes. All the time. All the time. There's more people out there doing damage to Christianity than there are helping it. I can tell you that by far. How do you preach the gospel? Well, Ray Comfort is a genius at doing it, and he does it the right way with love, and he gets people to think and open up. If you don't evangelize to that lady, if you evangelize any other way to that woman, no question, she'll walk away. She walks away 100% of the time. 100% of the time. I have another video I'd like to show you here, and this is from Cliff Natchel. I I like Cliff. A lot of people don't like him. I like him. I like what he does. I think what he does is needed. Now, this is a weird-placed video. It's going to be hard to see, but it's the message that you need to hear. Let's go to this now. Happened by accident. Bang! What caused that, Cliff? Nothing. That's irrational. We can say things are caused Sir, by... Sir, when something has a beginning, it has a cause. Correct. 100 times out of 100. You never have a beginning without a cause. And by far the best answer to the question, well, who or what is the cause of the universe, is an eternal, uncaused being. There's the evidence of order and design pointing to a designer. There's an evidence of life comes from life. Life does not come from non-life. There's the evidence that reason comes from reason. Reason does not come from non-reason. Order and design, 100 times out of 100, point to some type of designer, architect, artist, intelligent mind. Big Bang just happened by accident. Bang! Do you know what I love about Cliff? The thing about Cliff is he goes to these colleges. He goes to these schools, and he literally... Because he has the right to, in our country, he has the right to do that. And he goes and he really opens up their mind. He really takes a mind of somebody who says they're a non-believer or an unbeliever. Young kids, by the way, young kids who are in these schools being indoctrinated by the theory of evolution as fact, which blows my mind. Hey, we're going to teach you about the theory of evolution, but it's all fact. Uh, Oxymoron. Oxymoron. 
Here's another thing. Here's another thing that I came across while I was just nope. searching through things. This person said, there's no Adam and Eve. There's no such thing as Adam and Eve. It couldn't have started with two human beings. Okay. Listen to how, how fast he gets uh, debunked by his own thought process. Proof that Adam and Eve existed. That is the point. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you have a mother and father? Don't change the search. No, no, it's, it's on the topic. Do you have a mother and father? Yes, I do, of course. Okay, take that far back as you can go. Use your scientific atheism to do that. Yeah. Far back as you can go. Where are you going to get to? We're going to get to the Big Bang and chimpanzees. No, 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 no. We're not going to get to Adam No, no, the Big Bang happened way before the chimpanzees. Yeah, but... And the chimpanzees and humans split about six million years ago. So we're not talking about that. I'm talking to you about the first human being. But we're not Adam and Eve. We don't even know what okay. their names are. Well, okay. Let's say you don't know their names. I'm not even arguing that. Will you go back in time and what happens to the population of man? Increases or decreases? In in increases. Uh, if you go back in time? Yeah, just, there will get very few of them. Very, they get less and less and less and less. Until you come to, this is using your scientific head, the first human beings who were able to procreate and bring on the children. Yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah. Let's forget their names. How many were there? Two, probably. There's no proof that Adam and Eve existed. That is the point. Do you understand what I'm saying? Got him. Got him. There's no proof that Adam and Eve existed. Okay, well, let's use your scientific atheistic mind and let's let's trace this back. I know that this might take years to do because it's taken years to brainwash you, uh, but let's see if we can uh, unbrainwash you in seconds. And that's exactly what happened. Two. There you go. I rest my case. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I got to go. I'm already late, but Sean Farish coming up next. I love each and every one of you. God bless you. Happy Good Friday. Have a great Easter. We have shows the rest of the day today. We have a big special tomorrow. We'll let you know what time it is by the end of the day today. God bless you. Sean Farish is coming up next. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making Rise Up such a hit. Thank you to, uh, to God for allowing us to do it. God bless you guys, and we'll see you afterwards. Sean Farish, Ungoverned, coming up next. See you later.